Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Melissa Yashville Davis. She, her pronouns, and I'm honored to be sharing this morning's message as part of Hope Gateway's Composting Christianity series. Wonderful to have the opportunity to preach again. It's been almost a year uh, since I've preached. Hopefully those skills aren't too rusty. Uh, but this morning, as we've been going through our worship series, I'm sharing with you something that I'm also still in the process of composting myself sifting through what is harmful and no longer useful and letting it become fertile ground for something new. The shift from perfection to growth. And I am, in many things, a recovering perfectionist. I don't know if any of you can identify at all. But we are bombarded with messages of what perfection looks like from everywhere. A scroll through Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or, you know, your social media platform of choice demonstrates this handily. We see this a lot with, with parenthood. Parents are sold on what a perfect parent looks like. And you see this, especially from my experience in many mom groups, where there can be intense shame and judgment for not measuring up to the standard of attachment parenting, or gentle parenting, or what you're doing for sleep training, or potty training. Pick a style of parenting, you will be judged on your imperfection. Or right now, I am taking my first tentative steps into the world of homesteading. And I say tentative because I can't throw a single thing to save my life. The only reason we have any vegetables from our garden this year is because I haphazardly spread our compost pile in a place where I would theoretically like a kitchen garden one day and was surprised by squash and tomato volunteers and cucumbers and all these vegetables beyond my wildest imaginings. I didn't do a darn thing. But homesteading, if you go online and you just take a casual scroll, you are bombarded with pictures of immaculate root cellars with enough chicken stock to survive to the populaces. So Ben, if you can see, that's what I want our basement to look like. You know that. <laughs> Take notes. You see lush gardens boasting not only enough food for their family to live on year round, but enough for the whole neighborhood. Planted at the climatic. You see woodshed stocked with enough naturally felled and home-chopped lumber to keep the house warm for three winters. You see pictures of a happy family processing and canning tomatoes together in an amply provisioned kitchen with no splatters of sauce anywhere to be seen. I want to know how to do that. And images of cute children with clean, immaculate clothes cuddling chickens. 
don't worry when when we get our chickens you too will also be bombarded with heat pictures of children cuddling chickens no but uh this probably not now we all know that social media projects the images that we want to see right that nothing is as shiny and as perfect behind the curtain as what it seems we all know that life is infinitely more complicated and messy and nowhere near the illusion that the engine of social media offers for our consumption. And the spiritual life is no exception. When sitting with this idea of perfection, there were two ideas that immediately came to mind for me. And the first was this passage from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 through chapter 6, verse 1. These are Jesus' words. You have heard it that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. The second thing that jumped to mind as one deeply shaped by the Methodist tradition is John Wesley's doctrine of Christian perfection, the theological idea that throughout our lives as we grow in God's grace, we can reach full maturity in the spiritual life, this state without sin, State where we achieve union with God, where love and only love for, for God and for our neighbor becomes the only motivation for any action we take. But I wonder about the standard that we set in talking about perfection in the spiritual life, as if we aren't already obsessed enough with perfection in this mechanistic modern age where so much of what we are sold in life is based on the idea that if you simply put in the right inputs in the correct proportions and follow the proper number of steps in the right order or buy the right tools, you get success. In other words, perfection is a state that you too can achieve if only you work hard enough and want it badly enough. Never mind that the whole idea is that if, if perfection is the goal, you are constantly examining your own life with an eye to see how you aren't there yet. And if you're anything like me, it makes it far easier to view your own self-worth in terms of your short shortcomings or where you've missed the mark than to consider your own giftedness, to see the places where you are growing or to simply rest in the knowledge of God's grace. So with this, we come to Jesus' words, which would seem at first glance to encourage this sense of spiritual inferiority. 
be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, if your image of God is one of unchanging, distant, yet benevolent omnipotence, one who charts out the path of your life as one thread in the tapestry of the universe, and one who is constantly trying to get you back on that one specific road, if your image of God is one whose divine perfection rests upon being all-knowing and all-loving and all-powerful, and it's the call to be perfect like that, you know, it's no wonder that we beat ourselves up about not feeling able to attain that kind of state. It implies that we have to somehow climb a spiritual ladder to claim perfection, that it's based purely on our effort and our will, and that if we miss the goal, it's another mark against us on the journey. It makes the journey about our own ego needs to be or to look perfect. And in the end, the danger of perfection becomes performance. Even spiritual one-upmanship, given Jesus' final warning, beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by that. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So maybe if Jesus is inviting us to be perfect as God is perfect, maybe our image of God needs to shift. What might be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect? What might that mean if God wasn't merely a distant out there, but an all-suffusing presence within and around and among us all, whose will and desire is for the flourishing of all creation, and that our part in that unfolding work wasn't one specific purpose that has been foreordained before our birth, but one where we are given the freedom to become co-creators with God in embodying this hope for the world. What if our image of God is one who gets their hand dirty in the mess that we sometimes feel our lives are, is one who nurtures the growth in us as we stay present to the movement of the Holy Spirit? Might that help us be able to shift away from striving for perfection as this static standard that feels so unattainable and move towards the idea that we're invited to cultivate and tend to the growth that God is already doing in our land? Might it help us think less about how we're failing to measure up and more about what God is growing within us? Many of you may be familiar with Kate Bowler's work around this, especially in the book of devotions she co-wrote with Jessica Ritchie entitled Good Enough, 40-ish devotionals for a life of imperfection. Where letting go of this perfectibility paradigm allows for the acknowledgement that we can be holy and whole human beings without being that God is present with us in the deepest parts of our human experience, that there is beauty and truth and meaning to be found in all moments of life, even the imperfect ones, and that growth is found in letting go of this notion that we can create a perfect marriage or family or homestead or even spiritual life. 
and where we trust that a loving God holds us right where we are, surrounds us with grace, and restores life within us. It helps us to be more open, more vulnerable, more curious, more humble, and able to find the grace of being where we are, not having to constantly strive for something else. For me, this was, and more accurately is, because the work is ongoing, it's a profoundly freeing shift, tending to and noticing what God is growing right in front of me in the present moment, not forcing my way to perfection come hell or high water. I don't need to have this perfect spiritual practice routine. I'm lucky if I can find time for prayer three days a week, and that's okay. I don't need to have some deep, profound words of wisdom to share on social media every time there's a worthy crisis in the I have a greater sense of joy and peace about being able to authentically show up in the world as myself, complete with all my growing edges, and not trying to show up as a shinier, prettier image of myself. It's helped me grow in my understanding of my wholeness and belovedness just for who I am, and not for any supposed progress I've made or not made in the spiritual life. It's enabling me to let go of control more and to trust more fully in the hands in the dirt God who invites me to offer myself and trust that God holds it all and works in and through it all. I want you to think about where you might need to let go of that idea of perfection. And if you're anything like me, there's probably a list of five things right below the surface. But just take a moment, consider one of them, and offer that place to God. You can even imagine yourself physically letting go, whatever those things another moment. Consider places where you've experienced growth in your life, even just the smallest amount. Take a moment to offer gratitude to God. Take a moment to celebrate it, to give God thanks. It's not about Perfection is the goal that we work toward above all else. Trying to attain perfection or giving the illusion that we're more together than we seem prevents us from experiencing the fullness of grace and grace that Jesus has to offer. In the end, it's about God's presence with us, about God's presence with us on the journey of unfolding love in our lives how we hold it, how we share it, how we let that love take deeper root within us and grow through us as we show up as beings who are holy and whole in this world. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God.
visit our website at hopegateway.com.